Before diving into today's episode, I want to thank the season sponsor, Riverside. It's no secret running an online business isn't easy, which is why any software that can help speed up my workflow is a huge win in my books. Riverside is your all-in-one podcast and video platform where you can produce studio quality recordings and lightning fast edits wherever you and your guests are. I was actually first introduced to Riverside by one of my social media management clients and it was an immediate game changer for creating content around their business. The AI magic clips meant I had countless instant videos to repurpose across all their social channels and the instant episode transcripts meant that I could go a step further making dozens of graphic carousels and writing captions all based around one podcast episode. In a world where it feels like we need to be constantly producing new content every day, Riverside makes it easier to do just that without sacrificing the quality. I've personally been using Riverside to record and edit my podcast for the past few months and I'm excited to share my exclusive discount code with you today. Use the code Dishing Up Digital to save and check out the link in the show notes below. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dishing Up Digital podcast. I am joined today by a very special guest. I want to introduce you all to Christine, who is a fellow social media manager and someone who has just gone full-time as a social media manager, and I thought it would be really exciting to get Christine on the podcast and to chat to her during this kind of transition period about how she's got to where she is today, but also I feel like Christine and I have been having some very deep chats in the DMs and on our private calls, and I just feel like you have so much to share with the world, so much knowledge to impart, so much wisdom, so I'm going to hand it over to Christine. How about you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about how you got into social media management, how you got to this amazing milestone of going full-time in your business. Hi, Ellen. Yeah, that's funny that you say so much wisdom because in my in my eyes, it's so much chaos. But anyways... Um... <laughs> chaos, wisdom, same, same. <laughs> potato, potato. Um, but yes, anyways, I'm Christine. Um, I just... I just started my social media management business last July. Um, so I guess I'll backtrack. A little bit of backstory. I got my undergrad in mechanical engineering, thought I wanted to be a mechanical engineer my entire life because I come from a family of engineers. And so I was kind of just funneled right into that path. And so I got through college. It took me five years to get through school. And at no point except for my senior year did I think like, oh, there's anything else to life besides mechanical engineering. Um, but then my senior year, I joined an entrepreneurial program at school and I wanted to open up an upcycled clothing business. So I recently discovered a love for sewing and I was like, oh, there's so much textile waste in the world. Like maybe we can start an upcycled clothing business. Went through this whole entrepreneurial program that taught me so much about starting your own business that like literally the year that I was graduating from a degree in mechanical engineering, I was like, huh, like starting my own business might be cool. Um, and so then I had a like two month lull between the end of my undergrad and the first day of my corporate job. And within those two months, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to waste any time. Like I'm going to start building up my social media and I'm just going to like have fun with it, see where it goes. Um, and so I started making sewing and upcycling videos and I had done this like my senior year of college and I had been making videos, but I didn't take it seriously until this two month period. And so I, yeah, just basically started working like full time on social media within these two months. And I grew my account from like 100 or 200 followers to 10,000 followers um, within like 
I want to say five months. So those first two months I started getting some traction, then my first day of work started, and then I grew my account to 10K. Um, so then I was working my full-time mechanical engineering job and doing content creation on the side. And this is like sewing, upcycling, fashion videos. And I loved that. It was so much fun. And it started getting to a point where I was doing paid partnerships and companies were paying me to like upcycle something and then mention their name in the video. And then like, you know, we'd have some contract for like three videos or something like there. And then some like clothing brands would reach out and I would do like video reviews for them. Um, and that was all really, really fun, but it became really creatively exhausting to like kind of tie like my ideas and my imagination, my designs to a timeline of like the videos do this date. So you have like two weeks to create this design, film it, edit it, and then submit it to us. And I, I, I had so much fun doing those videos, but gosh, it was just so creatively draining. Um, and so I was like, okay, like, I love this, but I do not want to rely on this as a source of income whatsoever. Um, I want to reserve this just for like my creative space and, you know, something that I love that I can like spend my free time doing, but I don't rely on for financial means. And so then I started researching a bunch of different business models that people in their twenties were starting. Uh, cause I knew I didn't have a lot of money and so I didn't have, you know, I, I can't start this like huge business venture, but I want to get my foot in the door. And so I started looking up different like career paths and different businesses you could start with very little startup costs and like other businesses that other 20 year olds were starting. And I looked into blogging. I looked into Airbnb short-term rentals. I looked into, um, gosh, like I, there's so some like really silly ones that I looked into that I was like, oh, maybe like I could start this business. And I was like, oh, I don't really like that though. Um, and then I found Ellen's YouTube <laughs> and uh, started watching some of her videos. And I was like, huh, like social media management seems like it'd be a really cool medium. Um, like you still get all the creativity with, um, you know, <clears throat> coming up with all these like video concepts and, you know, trying to like relay your creativity in like the light of trying to sell products which was a cool like new like idea that I had never really exp like done much with like when I do paid partnerships and like influencer collaborations my intention isn't really to like it is to sell the product but it's more so to sell myself as like, you know, the content creator and as the person who's doing that paid partnership. But when you pivot to social media management, you're not selling yourself anymore. You're selling strictly the product, strictly the service. So it is different in that regard, but you still have to sell it creatively and you still have to create like storylines, like evoke emotions, like all the things that you do as a creator. Um, and so, yeah, I watched Ellen's videos and I sat on it for like two weeks. Um, listened to a million different podcasts, Ellen's included, obviously. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to pull the trigger. Like, I'm just going to buy Ellen's course and we're going to see how it goes. Like, I'm going to give it my all and I'll give myself, you know, a few months to see if I can make any money from this or if I even like it. Um, and yeah, then we'll go from there. And before I even bought Ellen's course, actually, I had this one partnership with um, an online thrifting app that I did through my creator account, 
but me and the CEO became kind of close and we would talk about like, you know, just like business and how I wanted to, you know, get out of my corporate job and like start my own business, maybe in social media management. And so before I even bought Ellen's course, she had already messaged me saying like, hey, um, I remember you saying that you wanted to do something in like social media management. Well, we really want you to manage our Instagram page because we know what you've created through your creator account and we think that it'd be really beneficial to have somebody in the fashion space, you know, like helping us market our brand on Instagram. And I, first of all, I cried, um, both out of happiness and out of just terror. I was like, I literally know nothing. Like, what do you mean you want me to do this? Like, you trust me with your Instagram account? And they had like 11,000 followers. And so this is some huge, big, scary, like, oh my God, like what? Um, and so, yes, I remember crying. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, like this is all wrong. I was supposed to do the course first, really understand everything, really understand the ins and outs of social media, and then get my first client. And so everything was just kind of getting like thrown around and thrown in the air. And I had to take a lot of messy action, which honestly now I'm such a firm believer in is that messy action and I think that's what sets the difference between people who are successful in their businesses and people who just simply never start because they are too scared of figuring out like where to start they just don't know where to start um anyways that was so long-winded I'm so sorry but <laughs> but no, yeah that so was amazing. amazing and I think what I love is there's so many points there that I relate to and mirror my story and I know for so many others they'll see that in themselves as well. I love the messy action. I love the imposter syndrome. I love the tears. It's all so real. And they're all such human experiences and emotions that I think we all go through. Let's move to the next chapter, the scaling, getting more clients. How did that work out for you? What was the best method for you for growing from that first client, booking more? more? Yeah, so from that first client, I think... So the, my other clients came through a series of like first exhausting every single personal connection I had and just, you know, crafting my email, email template and then just cold pitching myself to like businesses around San Diego, which is where I live, like San Diego, California. And then, um, just like pitching myself to, yeah, every business connection that I had. And so I got my next client through a personal connection, somebody that I'd worked for in the past doing freelance stuff. And then... Once I had like two social media clients under my belt, then I found my third one from being at an in-person event. So at one of like my clients' in-person events that I attended, there were vendors there and I started just striking up conversations with vendors and asking them about their social medias. And that is definitely a fantastic way that I found clients through. And I think the most like, the highest ROI in terms of like my time spent on doing outreach is in-person because it's the scariest, like 100%. It is terrifying to pitch yourself in person. And the first, like, maybe five times I did it, I absolutely choked. I was shaking. I, like, literally felt nauseous. And I would tell them, like, I'm so sorry. I don't even know what I'm, like, talking about. And I'm really scared right now. But um, I just wanted to give you my business card. <laughs> like, I was so, oh, gosh. I was a wreck the first couple of times. But then you start getting used to it. And you start getting more confident. And... Like I really pivoted my mindset from being timid and scared and not knowing anything to almost this like false sense of confidence that became real eventually. Like I just put on like my big ego pants and I was like, I'm like literally the best marketer in the world. And like, you're so lucky to have me. And then I put yes, that girl. person on. 
<laughs> every time I pitched myself in person. And that's, that's what finally started getting me like my clients. And so now I have six clients um, and they're all basically product-based businesses. Um, and yeah, so I think in-person outreach is definitely my go-to and going to like small business markets, um, like uh, what's not career fairs, oh my gosh, farmer's markets, um, any of those where you, there's a lot of small businesses in one area and just casually striking up conversation and not making yourself too salesy and like, you know, just asking them genuinely about their struggles with social media and like their business um, has really proven to be the best method for me. I love that. And I think that's such a good reminder for a lot of us who are maybe hiding behind our computer screens and sending those cold pitches and maybe not getting a response from that. Just just reminding them to get out from behind the computer and the value of those in-person connections, I think is really important. Now, I want to touch on the big transition. When was the moment that you decided mechanical engineering saying goodbye when did you decide to go all in on your business let's talk about the mindset the challenges that you went through making that decision because I know so many people listening are in that same boat and want to take the leap but are also terrified okay so when I decided that I wanted to start social media management was last June June of 2023 and I'd been in my corporate job for literally like I think less than a year (laughs) that's so tough. I gave it less than a year before I was like, I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> it was June of 2023 that I wrote down on a little index card and it's still actually on my wall right now. Um, I know podcasters can't see, but you can see it. Um, but I wrote down like by this time and it was the day after my birthday. I wrote down by this time next year, I want to be all in on my social media management business. And then I wrote some, you know, inspirational, like I know it's going to be hard work, but my mindset is the only thing that's standing in my way. Like if I can like basically just saying that like if I want it bad enough I can do it. It just it just depends on how badly I want it. And that's something my dad's always told me too. Like getting through engineering school was really hard and that's something that I always reminded myself as well. Um and so I wrote that down on my index card. I've read that literally every single day since I wrote it down. Um and that has been really really helpful in just keeping me on track and like making my why very prevalent. And so yeah, once like once I wrote that down, I so like yeah, my goal was to be done with my corporate job by this June. It is currently February and I am out of there. I quit about three weeks ago. <laughs> so things happened a little bit quicker than I anticipated them to, which I'm so, so freaking thrilled about. Um, but it was a terrifying, terrifying experience quitting my job. <laughs> like just the most Like, it's funny because during that time of me hustling and like working my corporate job, then after work, working my social media job, and then on the weekends, working my social media job, like just working around the clock up until December, which was when I was like, okay, you know, like I'm making enough money to where I can get by, like I can pay my bills. I've done the math and I will be technically okay if I quit my job. Um... And in December, when I discovered that I would technically financially be okay, not comfortable, but okay, (laughs) Um, I was like, I think that I'm literally wasting my time in my corporate job. Like, I know that my corporate job pays me well, but it's not aiding me in the direction that I want to go. And it's not like, it's not pushing me in, you know, the, 
it, it's not moving any needles for me. It's literally just sucking out, sucking my time and uh, like honestly just my energy as well. Like it is just becoming the bane of my existence. And I loved like my, <laughs> I loved the people that I worked with, but the job itself was just, you know, monkey work and it was soul sucking. Um, so in December I was like, you know what? When the new year hits, I'm gonna put in my two weeks. That first week of January, I'm putting in my two weeks. And like, I was so confident. My head was huge going into January. Like the beginning of December, I was like, yeah, this is great. I'm so excited. Like, I'm just gonna kiss that job goodbye. Never look back, blah, blah, blah. Like I was feeling fantastic. <laughs> Fast forward to a week before quitting my job, literally a manic blubbering mess. Tears, waterworks, every single night would just cry about how stressed I was that I was quitting my job. And like, it's so much easier to have this confidence and this like, oh yeah, like I'm the best and this is gonna be great and like I got this, when you don't have skin in the game. <laughs> when you mm -hmm. have skin in the game, it changes things entirely and it all becomes so much more real and every single limiting thought that you thought you conquered and you thought you shoved, not shoved down, but like, you know, got over, comes rushing back to the surface. And I was telling myself things like, who do you think you are quitting your corporate job to try to start your own business? Like, you're not even a good marketer. You don't even know what you're doing. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, every single terrible thought that I thought that I'd squash was coming to the surface. Um, and that morning when I put in my two weeks, I was crying as I was, I cry a lot, honestly. Um, <laughs> I was crying as I was writing that email and I was shaking as I was like hitting send. And it was one of those things where I had to like hit send and like slam my laptop shut and like run across the room. And it was so dramatic, but I was like, oh my God, like I, I did it. I, I, I did it. Um, and then I felt still terrified, but a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter. Um, and yeah, and now after post that, it was really bad for about a week and a half. I was still a blubbering, crying mess, um, being like, why did I do that? Like, literally, why did I do that? Um, but then I took a step back, had a private coaching call with you, Ellen. You screwed my head back <laughs> on straight. Um, <laughs> and now I'm just really, really grateful that I did that. And I'm so excited and I'm back into that CEO mindset of like, I got this, like, I'm a great marketer. Like my clients are lucky to have me. Anybody that I find in the future is going to be lucky to have me because I know what I'm doing. I care so much. I spend time educating myself around the clock and like, I give my clients the best care that I possibly can. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it was a crazy journey and not one that I expected at all. Um, but yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's so much I want to unpack from what you've just said there. And what I, first of all, I want to say thank you for being so like open and honest there, because there's definitely this narrative on social media, quit your nine to five job. It's so amazing. Your life is going to be so much better. It's so magical. It's so easy. And I probably contribute to that narrative a little bit with my little second, seven second montages and all of that. But I also say how that moment of actually going into my boss's office, handing her that envelope with that resignation letter, I cried as well. Every job that I've resigned from, I cry from. And, and you know, when I lose a client, I cry as well. So we're fine, we're in a safe space. Uh, despite the hundreds of people listening to this, hopefully there's some fellow criers out there, but you're in a safe space with me at least. And <laughs> one thing that I don't think people quite realize is 
how terrifying it is to be in that moment. Like you actually can't prepare for it, right? You can be like so confident, know the vision, know what your future is going to be like, be so confident in your business. But that moment when it comes to crunch time, like you said, you've got skin in the game, you're standing on the ledge, that is terrifying. So to walk through that, I think is awesome. It's also why I often say, entrepreneurship is the best personal growth journey (laughs) for us um, is because we go through challenges like that. And I just love it. I love it. I love hearing that you've also come to the other side because I know when we had our private one-on-one call, you weren't (laughs) quite there yet. And you were like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. (laughs) If someone was looking to go through this same transition as you, what would you say is the best piece of advice? Would it be, you know, organizing those back-end systems would it be hiring outsourcing would it be just continuing to work on those limiting beliefs would you say to do it sooner rather than later I think you've probably accomplished that what would you say to them when they're in that situation sweating not knowing what to do (laughs) gotcha um well First off, if you're thinking about doing like going into a new business venture, like I've heard time and time again on all the podcasts that I listen to of like other business owners in my shoes, they're like, just start. And I always thought it was like, oh yeah, just start. It's that easy, huh? But like it actually is like once you kind of take away the pressure of making everything perfect and just start somewhere, that is where the needle really gets like pushed forward and pushed in the right direction. Because I've always been somebody who's so obsessed with making everything like, like setting everything up perfectly before I start. And this is the first time in my life that I have not set up everything perfectly. I've set up everything really, really, really unperfectly and then figured out client by client, failure by failure, how to fix things and where to fill in the holes. And so I think that people who try to make everything perfect before they start are the people that never push the needle forward. And I am definitely guilty of that in a lot of regards as well. Um, But yeah, messy action is always, always, always something that I'm going to be such a strong promoter of. And also, like, once you are in the swing of things, like, don't stop until you absolutely have to. Because I did, I was, I was chugging along, you know, when I was like in my corporate job, I was chugging along, I didn't really stop. And then now that I've stopped my corporate job, I now have like, I have some time to like set up all of like the things that I didn't set up in the beginning. But I got such a good head start that if I were to be doing all the things that I'm doing right now, like setting up all the boring things and also just like, setting up all of my systems and processes, if I had done that so like perfectly in the beginning, I don't think that it would have been actually perfect because I wouldn't know like how I operate yet. Like I'm able to set these things up because now I know how my business operates. Now I know like how, what my business structure is, like what my offers are, like who I'm talking to. But if I were to try to set up like my task management software in the beginning, I wouldn't know how to organize that because I don't know what my tasks are yet. But now I do because I know what my tasks are. So now I'm like implementing my systems. And so, yeah, just literally like chug forward until you get like, I, I don't know, like a in my situation, a break because I quit my corporate job and now I have time to set up all these things. Um, but yeah, don't worry about that in the beginning. And that is like one of your biggest like things that you teach in the Dishing of Digital School too is like 
don't worry about all the little things like just start booking clients and like that is so true like i'm so glad that i did the dishing of digital school because i know that i would have been one of those people that tries to make everything perfect before i start and so yeah <laughs> that imperfect action i think is so key that message that you're sharing like you can figure it out as you go i feel like you were the queen of that i remember <laughs> last year when you were part of one of the smaller mastermind groups that i ran after going through the Dishing Up Digital School. It was so funny to see you come onto these calls. Like, I'm just eating my lunch. I've got my like work corporate job up on this screen, like pretending to be online. And then like, this is what I'm doing with this client. And I was in a cafe till midnight the other night working on this, that and the other. And like the rest of like me and the rest of the group would be like, oh my God, Christine, I feel exhausted. Just like listening to what you're doing. Like your girl was hustling to the max. But I do think it's awesome to see how that can pay off. And I think there's a big conversation online about hustle culture, burnout, all of these things. But sometimes you do have to put in the work as long as you know the bigger picture goal, as long as you know that break is coming. As you, you know, when you know it's not forever, I think that makes it a little bit easier. My next question I have that I wanted to pick your brain on was the highs and lows of being a social media manager. I would love to know, now that you've experienced side hustling, full-time work, what is your favorite thing about being a social media manager and what's the most challenging thing? Definitely my favorite thing is anything in person and anything like when I go on site to my clients like studios or when we have brand shoots or launch events or like just any in-person events being able to go to those and like shoot content at that those are like hands down my favorite things ever and that's something that I actually just started actually promoting in my offer suite um before it was kind of just like oh like you can ask me to come for like you know 25 bucks an hour and I'll shoot content and now I've revised my offer suite to create like a actual content creation package that's on like a bi-monthly basis that I'm really excited for. Um, so my favorite is 100% the content creation and also reels. I love storyboarding reels, editing reels, and like creating reels because you just paint such a like... You, you can evoke so much emotion and so much feeling from reels and you can also just put so much of your creativity into how the video is executed and that's like hands down my those are my favorite parts of the business <clears throat> and i'd say the hardest part is when um expectations aren't aligned and like what i know that i can deliver isn't aligned with what my clients think that like should be delivered and also just management like project management is something that I'm getting better at as I go. Um, I It's funny, because like hitting client deadlines for me is so easy, but hitting deadlines that I set for myself that like are only affected by me and like my suffering the next day when I'm, I've procrastinated everything and I needed to get it all done within a night, that is the hardest part um, for sure, because I'm a chronic procrastinator. Like not, it's, it's funny, like I've never, I've never gotten to a point where it like has actually bit me in the butt so hard that I can't come back from it. Like engineering school, I've always procrastinated, but I always would, you know, come out with an A on my exam or, you know, like I'd procrastinate, but I'd get like my 14 page paper done within a night um, and then I'd get an A on it. Like it's, I've always been really bad about that, but I'm always on top of it to the point where like I will never let it actually affect the outcome. It's just my suffering gets affected <laughs> in the process. Um, and so yeah, task management and expectation management, 
I think is the trickiest part that comes with the business for me so far as like a new business owner. Um, but every single time, like every week, this gets better and better. And I like become better at task management. I, I become better at, you know, relaying expectations. And so, yeah, I'd say those are like, yeah, the things that I struggle with the most. <laughs> And thank you again for your honesty here. I feel like you've really opened up for this episode, which I really appreciate. That's what this podcast is all about. I'm really excited. I'm going to be having a few more guests uh, as the month sort of continues over February and March. So if you are a new listener to the Dishing Up Digital podcast, make sure you're subscribed for all of those. And to wrap up, one final question, Christine. I want to give my program, the Dishing Up Digital School, a little plug, a little love. Would you recommend other people listening to sign up for this program? How has the Dishing Up Digital School helped you on your journey? Uh, literally a thousand times, yes. Um, it was hands down the best investment I could have made as a new business owner. And I think it really is differentiated from other courses on the market because it is such a comprehensive course. Like you teach us how to create contracts, invoices, like maintain client relations, communicate with clients, and you teach us the social media marketing side of things, which for me, and also the mindset, the mindset was huge too. Cause yeah, like honestly, and I think you made a reel about this the other day is like the only difference between successful and non-successful business owners is their mindset. And I think that that's so true. Um, but yeah, I am so happy that I did the dishing of digital school. And I really think that things would be a lot different if I hadn't. I think I still would be in my corporate job, honestly, because I would have taken the long route. Like it was so nice to be able to learn from everything that you've experienced in this field and take any mistakes you might have made and be able to kind of just skip those. Like it really, the investment paid itself off and I'm really, really glad that I did it. Yay! Well, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I know it's always nerve-wracking to get people on the podcast. We were saying earlier, like, as soon as you turn the mic on, everyone's like, oh my god, panic! <laughs> and I definitely felt the same way starting out. So I really appreciate your time, Christine. We can drop your Instagram in the show notes below for both your accounts so that people can come follow your journey as well. And I'm really excited to see what's in the next chapter for you. Oh, thank you so much, Ellen. This has been so fun. <laughs>